Welcome, everyone, to a new special holiday episode, special Thanksgiving episode of Idiopod. I am one of your co-hosts, TJ Stone, and I, instead of being joined by my my awesome co-host, Shane Glover, today, I am joined by my lovely wife, Amanda Stone. How are you to today, this evening, Miss Amanda? I'm good. Yes. Hey, everybody. So originally the plan was uh, we were going to record a special Thanksgiving episode with Shane and his wife, Janine, and we were just all four going to have uh, sort of a sharing uh, in our uh, collective and individual experiences of, of what the Thanksgiving holidays meant to us and just share some fun times, fun stories talk for 45 minutes an hour and you have something that's appropriate to play during the holidays and you can experience our experience of the holidays as you're probably driving to see family and eat turkey and do all the things. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Shane's wife had some issues with some kidney stones and we're uh, praying her her relief. She, she is on the other side of that now and uh, recovering. So we called an audible, and Amanda and I are going to uh, fly this one solo for the first time out of the out of the shipyard. So we'll see if we we crash or if we have smooth sailing. But uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, Thanksgiving has come to mean different things to us in our story. But before we get there, Amanda, what was what was Thanksgiving like for for you as a kid? Um, Thanksgiving was always a super fun family gathering with my mom's kind of extended family. So it was often my mom's um, dad and stepmom and then um, her like, I guess that would be my great aunt and uncle and my cousins and aunts and uncles and we would all go to Lake Jackson, Texas, Fine. where one of my aunts lived, and we would um, have all of the traditional Thanksgiving fixings and um, always watch the Texas football game because... The Longhorns. Yes, because before the Aggies left the Big 12 Conference for the SEC, there was almost always a rivalry Longhorns versus Aggies game on Thanksgiving and it was a given that that is what we did it was a big deal yes I, I married into a, a college football uh, specifically hardcore Longhorns uh, Texas uh, Austin family uh, so they they like to say hook it hook them horns a lot which <laughs> for the first couple years I I didn't know what that meant it sounded like a threat <laughs> Oh, you're silly, but it was it was always like a good just like sweet time of family, and um, we'd always do like a puzzle and um, just hang out and um, checks mix is like one of my like guilty pleasures. So my aunt would always make a bunch of checks mix that we'd just snack on throughout the day, and I'd be so full on checks mix that I'd hardly want to eat dinner. But which was fine because I actually grew up not liking turkey or ham. So <laughs> my mom would always make sure that we had some form of chicken to go along with Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was about to ask because <laughs> I, th I thought from what I've known of, of your 
your family's Thanksgiving stuff. It seems like they don't always cook the uh, the standards uh, for the holidays. Well, I would say there's been a, a variety over the years, but um, yeah, and then it was funny because at, at one point, um, some of my cousins, you know, got to the age where they had left home and had their own families and were navigating the two family situation with Thanksgiving. And then at that point, we didn't always do the, the same kind of extended family Thanksgiving gathering. And we actually ended up joining up with some of my cousins cousins for a few years who were also like a super fun good time and uh they would do a lot more like country type thanksgiving things like trying to fry the turkey nice yeah um and skeet shoot and uh just be out at the ranch in liberty hill texas which was always fun yeah sounds like a good time Mm-hmm. Get uh, get some deep fried turkey in you and go shoot some stuff in the <laughs> and out in the Texas wilderness. It's very Texas Thanksgiving. Yes, very much so. So, I guess for me, uh, Thanksgiving, similar to you, uh, when I was very young, was a very big extended family event, and then I think gradually over the years that sort of became less and less people. Uh, as my my grandfather passed, and then suddenly the traditions that that kind of my grandparents had held together and was always typically at their house, um, which was never big enough to hold everybody, which was why we were just spilling into every little room. But uh, once it started like swapping between houses, and and then Christmas eventually would become the same issue. It was it was like a whole month long process of trying to stress over well where is it going to be and who's going to bring what it's like a it was like a much more hectic version of a church potluck only it wasn't going to be at church and you had to figure out where it was going to be but when we did get together it was always fun seeing everybody and we had of course growing up in South Carolina we had all of the country fixings all multiple different types of turkey and and dressings some are drier than others. Some are moister than others. I like them all. Uh, you got to have the giblet gravy, which I still don't know how it's made, but there's pieces of turkey in it. And it's yellow, oddly enough, which I always thought looked gross, but tasted wonderful. And, uh, you know, the cranberry sauce, which I come to uh, appreciation of later in life. I didn't love it as a kid. I thought it was gross. It looked like a gelatin thing. Never been a big Jello fan, but uh, Thanksgiving is though like your like mecca it of is. foods. It is because my mother still tries to like now if we go over there, which we probably will have have some version of of this at some point over the holiday season. She she wants to make everything. Yes. Yes. And you will gladly eat everything or at least attempt to eat everything and then want to pass out for the rest mm-hmm. of the day yeah but but my running joke is that um you know a tj plate by how many different <laughs> shades of beige are on it because <laughs> all of all of his favorite foods are like something fried mm-hmm. some form of potatoes some form of starch good yes. rolls mac and mm-hmm. cheese yeah all the all the starches i am the starch master <laughs> yeah, so over the years, 
especially when my family moved up here and then we were separated from the South Carolina family and weren't, weren't able to go home every year. Um, it become a much more insular thing with just my parents, uh, my grandmother until she passed and, uh, gradually integrated like some close friends into it from time to time. Uh, and then when you come along, obviously you got to come to a couple of those sort of things. But then once we got married, it was the thing too, like you were talking about with your cousins of, okay, where are we doing Thanksgiving? Where are we doing Christmas? And I feel like Christmas was always the, the squirrelier one to figure out because at first we were trying to do Christmas with both families, but then it was like, okay, we'll do Thanksgiving with one, Christmas with the other, and and that whole wonderful yeah. thing. Well, and then it was difficult too because we have moved around a lot in the last five years, and so you know, deciding when you want to buy plane tickets gets complicated. And then it's like, which family are you going to see? Are you trying to squeeze both into one trip? Because TJ's family's currently here with us in Nashville. My family's still in Austin. And then my sister and brother-in-law are in the mix now too, which is kind of, we'd always kind of be trying to coordinate yeah. so that my sister and I were both in Texas for the same holiday, Yeah, which I think has been somewhat of a challenge, but that's, I mean, not a unique challenge to us. I think that's kind of the natural progression of holidays as yeah. families grow and kids get older and moving to different towns. It was definitely harder when we were living in Mississippi and and, and Oregon and it was kind of going two different opposite directions between the two. Like, where are you going to go? Yeah. That, that was definitely more challenging. It's less so, I think, now that, that we're back in Nashville and we can just see my parents and coordinate around travel. Yeah. Well, the other little in fact, have you talked about being an only child? I haven't talked about being an only child. So, yeah. Um, what should I talk about? Well, I was just saying, like, I think that plays a, an interesting role in holidays and that, you know, yeah, you are the only child. So it's not like we're trying to coordinate with siblings or anything like that's that for true. you that's true but also it, it means a lot since i am the only child there is that that extra emphasis on trying to make something happen for holidays when we can because you know i'm the only family they have up here yeah that's true and usually they i mean it's very sporadic when they can go back and see the rest of their family too so, but at a certain point, the, the Thanksgiving holiday kind of shifted, uh, for us because we, we kind of met in 2013 and maybe, maybe we'll transition into kind of the story of how we met because we met like just before the holiday season. And so the Thanksgiving has always, always kind of mimicked our our big anniversary dates of, of meeting, uh, becoming a couple in my mind. <laughs> Probably took about three more months in your mind, but, but I just called it a thing about three dates in. And then you went off for the holidays, and there's stories to be told of that. <laughs> They're fun and awkward. So maybe we just start with the beginning. 
because really our relationship and the story of our getting together and then the anniversary of even our wedding date was the 22nd and then we took off because uh, we were both in grad school at the time mm-hmm. and so we took off uh, for Thanksgiving break uh, because that was just an easy time to take off and it was right before it got too cold um, although it was quite cold on our honeymoon in the Smoky Mountains it was surprisingly mm-hmm. so but you know it was kind of the end of fall yeah it's hard to judge from year to year what what that's going to be like when you're setting a date months out in advance it's true and trying to work around venues mm-hmm. but i think it worked out the way it needed to and it doesn't really even matter that it was the anniversary of the date that uh, kennedy was assassinated in 1960s why do you always draw attention <laughs> to that <laughs> Because there was a Stephen King book and now a sh- short miniseries that is called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, and I can't see that without saying, "Oh yeah, that's my anniversary date." <laughs> Fifty-one oh, years goodness. later, but anywho, we've so, redeemed it, husband. We have redeemed it, by golly, mm-hmm. and continue to do so every year. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, one of the reasons we're recording this podcast a little early because we will actually be celebrating our fifth anniversary on that date, uh, taking off work. And right before Thanksgiving holiday, we'll be in a place I honestly don't even fully know where it is or what the culture is because my wife, as usual, booked it. I just trust that it's a pretty place. There's a beach. It's a resort. It's going to be fun for five days, but it's you know, it is named after a a, a throwable explosive. No. <laughs> There's an A on the end. It's Grenada. Grenada. In the Caribbean. It's not Grenada. And it's like just off the coast of Venezuela. It's like the southern part of the Caribbean and out of the hurricane paths because me being somebody who likes to be prepared and likes to know things are good in advance. I did research on the safety of all of the Caribbean islands, and I came to the conclusion (laughs) that Granada was not only one of the safer Caribbean islands as far as crime and everything goes, but it was also one of the safer as far as natural disasters goes. So the chances that it was going to be wiped out by a hurricane were significantly less than, say, the Bahamas, which this year point proven the Bahamas had a major hurricane and it's possible I would have chosen a resort that would have been affected I don't know so that's true I love it that pays you, to do research it does and you are great at that that's what you do although knock on wood watch something like randomly sporadic like happen to don't jinx it <laughs> <laughs> don't jinx it but I'm excited too because it's known as the nutmeg island oh nice and so you can actually go on tours about them harvesting spices and making chocolate and things. So, oh, the other consideration in this as well was that, um, so fun fact about TJ is that he doesn't swim. Uh, So I I was like, fun fact, it's a fact. (laughs) um, So I was like, you know, my dream vacation has always been like, Caribbean beach like I grew up around water sports like loved it so for our honeymoon I was like okay we'll do mountains it's like grad school like we don't have a lot of money like that's the kind of safe cozy cheap option so we did that but then this year I was like it's five years it's special I know I'm well enough now to kind of be like eh 
it's fine if we're by the water. He'll just like chill out and do whatever. But I picked this island as well because it's not known for really swimming a whole lot in the beaches. Um, and there's like a lot more like different activities and things to do that don't involve like swimming. So I was like, this sounds like a good choice. Cool. Because I'm totally fine just uh, chilling in the shade of an umbrella and a chair by the water all day. As long as I'm not getting sunburnt or drowned, I'm fine. I even like boats. Yeah, and you can read more than you've read in the last year, and it'll be excellent. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And I, I build up my queue of books, and I, I maybe read one or two a year. And it's, yeah, and I'm an English teacher currently, so take that for what you will. But I, I do love that uh, you put all that time and attention <laughs> And thinking about Hurricane Pass, things I would never think of. For all of those Enneagram folks out there, my wife's an Enneagram 6. It does come in handy uh, many times because she thinks about things that would never even occur to me. And it usually ends up being helpful. Whereas I'm an Enneagram 7 and I just do things. I don't plan... Well, I, I can be good at planning, but usually when it's like for fun stuff, I'm I'm more of the... Uh, fly by the sea in my pants kind of thing, which usually terrifies Amanda. But it can be helpful in some it, context. It can. It can. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we even each other out. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a, a good natural segue into the story about our first ever meeting. Yeah. Why don't you give me your, your setup version of that, and then I'll chime in and, and see if I agree. Well, it'll be funny, because I told a version of this in a, a teaching I did for the youth last year, and then everybody would come up to me afterwards and be like, what's TJ's version? <laughs> so this will be good. Um, so TJ and I met initially on eHarmony. Correct. Um, and I did message him first. And part of it was, so I had one experience with eHarmony before and ended up on like three or four dates with a guy and I felt like it got too serious too fast and I was like freaked out by it. And so then I didn't do eHarmony again for like a year because I was like terrified because I felt terrible when I broke it off with this guy who was like really into me and I just felt bad about it. So, um, you were 24 at the time I was 29. Uh, yes. And so, um, I had asked my dad for advice when I was like thinking about getting back into like doing online dating. He gave some really good advice, which was like, just go into it for fun. Like think of it as like an experiment just to like meet some cool people, hear their stories. Like don't go into it thinking like this has to be my future husband. And I was like, okay, like that sounds, that sounds a little bit more doable. So as a part of that, he was like, oh, just like look for people's profiles that like seem like they're passionate about something, but it can't be academics and it can't be like along the same lines as you. And so I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I was like browsing profiles, like on one of the, you know, like first week after I joined or so. And I came across TJ's profile and he had talked about, you know, like loving music and being a songwriter and that he like loved his grandma. And I was like, oh, that's great. He sounds perfect. Um, so I was like, because I love music too. Like I was a music major for a short year in college and that's always been kind of a pet interest of mine. So I was like, oh, okay, I like that. I think we might get along. So I sent him a message and then... Um, Best advice your dad ever gave you. He gives a lot of advice. I don't know. 
I mean, that was really great advice. I, I'd have to like rack my brain for if that's the best advice. For me, it was the best advice. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So then I also had a rule. So I had a rule that we had to talk on the phone before we would meet in person mm-hmm. because I didn't really want to end up on an awkward encounter with somebody that I couldn't carry a conversation with. And this was after the better part of a week of back and forth, pretty intricate questions and answers being sent. Yes. Um, and so he passed the phone test and then I also made him read my whole blog because at the time I was writing my life story, which in retrospect, I'm like, you know, this is kind of not very safe to send a guy your whole life story before you meet them in person. But I think I was like, I was super self-conscious and anxious about, um, cause I, I mean, I've struggled with chronic pain issues my whole life and was struggling a lot with like confidence and self-esteem surrounding that and I was like I only want to be with a guy who's like accepting of that um and accepting of the fact that I still have struggles so I was like I just don't even want to mess with it if like that's going to be a deterrent so he read my blog and he still agreed to go on a date with me so we ended up deciding to meet at a Starbucks on 21st Avenue right across from Vanderbilt which was only about a mile from where I lived at the time and so I wanted to make sure I had lots of precautions in place. So like my roommate knew I was going to meet him and she was instructed to call me after like an hour and check in. And then um, I drove there, but I parked at a parking lot where my car was not immediately visible and it wasn't visible that I was getting out of the car. Um, and then I also was wearing rain boots because I had heard <laughs> that there was supposed to be like this terrible like hail and thunder and lightning storm that day. So I was like, I don't want to get caught out in the rain. <laughs> um, so uh, TJ comes in and um, we're in the line to order at Starbucks and TJ is just like utterly confused because... Um, TJ doesn't drink coffee and he had maybe been in a Starbucks like twice in his life. That's pretty accurate. Um, and so he like didn't really understand how the drinks worked with the ordering and then going down to the end and like waiting for your drink and all this stuff. So it was just like comical. To be fair, I, I don't know that much better now about how to order at <laughs> Starbucks than I did six years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we got our drinks and then we talked for a while and uh, TJ basically was telling me his whole life story. Uh, because you kept asking me very specific questions and I was answering them. Yes. I wasn't just leading with this is my life story. And, but and you weren't asking like questions in return necessarily to take to ping pong the conversation. You were just like continually answering my questions. And then we ended up walking around for like two hours. And then I got terrible blisters because rain boots weren't made for walking. <laughs> and I don't think they ever actually fit you. I think they were too big for you. Uh, yeah, so I have a really narrow foot. So like basically any boot like that would end up rubbing in some way, shape or form. Um, yeah, so then we actually ended up after that like two and a half hours uh, ending up in my car because I had to drive him over to where his car was to save my feet. Because we walked like three miles around 
your college campus. Yeah, and it just so happens that my car was closer to where we ended up. So the car that you very intentionally tried yes. to park far away from whatever crazy person you were about to meet, you ended up driving me back to my car. Yes. Which is where I asked you what? If I would go out to breakfast the next day. And because I was in a season of saying yes, <laughs> I said, sure. Like the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, just say yes. Well, yeah, because like I'm a naturally cautious person. So I think if I had taken moments to mull it over and dissect the date and everything, I might would have said no. So the best yes you ever said, other than a year later. <laughs> <laughs> so my perspective of how that that first meeting went was it was perfectly sunny outside. I had not apparently checked the weather, so I had no idea that there was this like hellacious thunderstorm coming in the evening. And uh, I was looking, because I only had a couple pictures of you from, from the uh, eHarmony site to kind of judge. And uh, I think I was just a little surprised when you were wearing galoshes up to your knees and it was perfectly sunny outside. And FYI, hunter rain boots up to the knees were a major trend at that time. Okay, well, I, I've never been one to follow trends <laughs> nor pay attention to what was trendy, so that, that totally blew over my head, and I was just like, huh, that's interesting, interesting style choice. <laughs> that was my first impression. But then, yeah, having absolute... I think I'd literally... She said twice, that's probably accurate, been in a Starbucks, and it was always for just random work meetings uh, because I had probably drank maybe 10 cups of coffee in my life before meeting Amanda and then becoming a coffee guy sporadically off and on. And, uh, yeah, I got a hot chocolate and uh, then pr proceeded to be grilled about every, every uh, thing in my life for about two hours. To which, be fair, though, you also tend to be a bit verbose. I do. So it doesn't take a whole lot of a question to That's end true. up leading to like a 30-minute story. That's true, which I'm working on. So you I'm make it on. sounds like I was asking a ton of questions, but I really don't think it was probably as many as you think it was. Well, to be fair, it probably felt more because I don't come from a family that asks me a lot of deep personal questions and I didn't really have a lot of deep friendship relationships that that were asking those kinds of questions either so it felt kind of refreshing and it was almost like a walking therapy session I think because <laughs> I I talked about you know all the people that have died in my life and all the things I don't know how you got me talking on that <laughs> but you know, if I were you, I'd probably have been terrified and run the other way. But you said yes to the breakfast, which was good. And then, of course, I, I said Cracker Barrel for breakfast because I'm from South Carolina. And Cracker Barrel for breakfast is always a great idea. You never had grits before. I probably had, like, tried them a little bit once because my mom likes grits. Hmm. But I'd never been like, yes, let me eat a whole bowl of grits. And, uh, well, you kind of sold it to me as like, oh, yes, I've never really had grits. And I don't think you really care to have grits again. <laughs> not really. I'm not much of a grits person. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's all what you grow up with. 
But uh, then we did the uh, third date a couple days later, and that's when I officially said. So what at the end of the date, we, we went to the Franklin movie theater, the old Franklin theater, and we saw, because it was still just kind of on its way out of the theaters. The, uh, no, it wasn't on its way out of the theaters. It was a special event. They were doing a fundraiser for the Franklin Theater, and it was like a soiree where they were showing the new fancy. version of The Great Gatsby. Was it like a, a debut of the movie? No, it was like a dress-up event. It was like a, it was like a fundraiser. It was a special event. Okay. Well, I remember that, but I thought the movie was still out. Was it after the movie had already yeah. come and gone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't remember that piece. But we saw The Great Gatsby. We got to dress up. You made me brownies, which was sweet. And uh, at the end of that date, uh, I said, so what are we calling this thing? Are we like, is this a thing? Wh- what do you think? To which you said, eh... I don't really like labels. Why can't we just be? (laughs) Very noncommittal. To which I said, well, I'm going to call you my girlfriend. And you can call me whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) And then you went off for Thanksgiving with your family in in Austin, Texas. That was on the 20th of November. Uh, Exactly a year and two days later would be our wedding day. Yeah, but I feel like there's a funny story that needs to be told about there that is. Thanksgiving. I think you tell that one funnier <laughs> because I know what I was trying to do, but it <laughs> didn't quite go as planned. So TJ was trying to do something very romantic and nice. And so he ordered something to come to my house while I was there for Thanksgiving. What did I order? He ordered a box of chocolates. I think it was one of those fancy flower bouquet things that had like chocolates in it. And there was also a box of chocolates. If I'm recalling correctly, because I got it from a florist. Okay, well, I, being me, primarily remember the chocolate. <laughs> I think there's actually flowers in with it, too. Okay, well, there might have been flowers in with it, but clearly priorities here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he's, like, text messaging me, like, the whole week. And at one point, he messaged me. He was like, did you get your surprise? And I was like what surprise and he was like i sent you something and i was like no you didn't because i knew that she was going to her parents house uh and i knew her parents names i knew that much after three dates and so i just looked them up and was like okay well she's going to her parents house this is what says her parents house i'll send it there but little did he know that my parents had moved within the last year And so they no longer lived at that address. So the flowers and chocolates had gone to whoever bought my parents' old house. (laughs) So then my parents (laughs) are like, oh, we have to go get this gift. So we went and drove over to our old house and picked up this surprise from the people that bought my parents' house. 
Um, and then I'm like opening it. And after this whole to do, like my parents are like real curious about like, who is this guy who like sends this gift and all this stuff. Had you even told them about me at this point? Cause we'd only been on three days. Yeah. I mean, I generally talk to my parents about most things. So like, I think they were, they were definitely aware that you existed. Um, but in this like whole thing and like the note that went with like the flowers and the chocolates, he wrote, I love you. And let me tell you this, we'd only been on like three dates. But I knew after three dates. I, I probably should have waited to say it in person. In retrospect, I've had better ideas. But like, just imagine, I'm like sitting here with my parents, opening this gift that we've like driven across town to pick up. And TJ has written this note that he loves me after like three dates. Parents out there, I'll let you think about how you would feel about that. But And I called my shot like Babe Ruth. I knew three <laughs> dates in. Yeah, and I think in general that probably like speaks to the differences in our personality. Yeah. Yeah. I am impulsive. Yeah. I have to fight that <laughs> daily. <laughs> Becomes very interesting now having a podcast. But I will say, like, for someone like me who tends to be more like cautious and skeptical and has like a hard time like rolling with things I like did find it somewhat like refreshing to have this guy all of a sudden appear who like I didn't have to guess where I stood with him like he was very apparent from early on like what his intentions were and how he felt about me which was nice because I don't do well when I have to like guess what the other person's thinking so which is funny because you left me guessing for about three more months well, because I didn't know, honestly. Yeah, fair. I was being honest and genuine in my indecision. Yeah, which I appreciate. It took till about Valentine's Day for you to really kind of start to lean in. I think you told me you loved me for the first time around that time. Probably, because there was the very special Red Panda Build-A-Bear that happened around Valentine's Day, which is like, you know, speaks to the core of my heart. Stuffed animal and a red panda. Your favorite animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard to... Uh... And it was like a total surprise. I would say that's like one of the few times where like I've like genuinely been like absolutely surprised out of the blue. Yes, it is very, and I cannot stress this enough, extremely hard to get any kind of surprise over on Amanda because she's very nosy <laughs> and we kind of have an open like she knows how to get into all my emails my phone is just randomly lying around and so if she wants to check text or messages or whatever it's it's there so when I'm trying to coordinate something particularly with multiple people or I'm trying to order something or there's been so many times I thought I was having a surprise but because she's so on top of everything <laughs> and nosy uh she's spoiled it for herself and then tried to act surprised but then it come out later that yeah she kind of knew um which I think she kind of almost a little bit spoiled her own surprise birthday party this past year, a little bit, but I think I still... No, I think you pulled it off. I think I, for the most part, pulled it off. 
You were tipped off to something, though. I forget what Well, it was. I was just mad that you wouldn't let me get food after <laughs> we had been at this whole thing at church the whole morning. And I, we had coupons in the car. Or no, we didn't have coupons in the car. I wanted to get something to eat, and TJ kept insisting that we had coupons that we had to go back to the house to get before we could go out to eat. And it was infuriating to me because TJ has never, ever cared about coupons <laughs> Which, to be fair, we did have coupons at the house. That was true. It's, it's hard to not lie and, and, and hide things from Amanda for any length of time at all and try and preserve a surprise. Uh, I think the two times I've been able to do it was when she didn't really know me that well at all. We didn't live together, obviously, three months in. Uh, with the Build-A-Bear thing, the Red Panda, and this surprise birthday party I did this past year. But it took a lot of help. Shout out to our friend Misty, who uh, helped coordinate for that. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's our the beginnings of our relationship in a nutshell. Yeah, and then we got married uh eleven twenty two. 2014 and now we're coming up on our fifth year anniversary uh, and we're going to this Grenada Island and we're just going to chill when I should be working but uh, thanks to uh, Restoring Hope Christian Academy for agreeing to give me off five days well they honestly gave me off like four separate weeks well you knew you knew that in advance of taking the job and you were transparent about it yeah yeah true I, I laid it out there, and they were willing to roll with it. So praise God, and we're going to have fun time, and uh, I guess that's a good, a good place to put a, put a button on things, unless you have more you want to talk about. Um, well, I was going to say yeah. one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories now ever was last year for our our anniversary was oh, actually yeah. like on Thanksgiving Day. That's true. Which so, it periodically does that now. Yeah. But that was the first time, I think. Yeah, that was that. the first time it had done that. And so um, I decided that we were going to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because I was like, that has to be like the coolest way ever to celebrate our anniversary. Yes. So we like went up to New York and like got a cool like hotel where it was kind of like just off the parade route but it wasn't one of the crazy, crazy expensive ones. And so we were able to kind of like go between like the hotel and the street because it was like absolutely, I think that was the coldest Macy's Thanksgiving Day That's parade in history. R- record lows. Yeah, like you really couldn't be out for like it was longer like than like 30 minutes without feeling like you were dying. Yeah, it was, it was very cold. Yeah, uh, but it has to be like the coolest thing I've ever done. It's up there literally. and like, well, yeah, well, yeah, literally. But like, it's just so cool to like see the floats in person, yeah. like gliding through these skyscrapers. Yeah, especially the big iconic ones that they, they bring out every year. And uh, yeah, seeing the big turkey go down the street it's and seeing the, the random stars trying to lip sync to their karaoke songs. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know who half of them were, but it, it was fun. And uh Definitely an experience worth doing once. <laughs> I don't know that's every year kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it, it's one thing to grow up, and it's an institution, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, to, to see it every year on TV. But then to be living it was very cool. Uh, 
And yeah, that was a special experience. And uh, that's just one of the cool things about having a Thanksgiving season wedding, you know, because we're also typically with the sort of jobs that we work, typically we have uh, a season of, of some off time built in around our anniversary too, which is helpful if we want to take trips and things like that. Well, I think too, I mean, like right now we're just kind of in this fun season where like we don't have kids yet and it's just the two of us and yeah, we can see family intentionally at other times kind of throughout the season. Like we don't have to do it like on Thanksgiving. I think like I'm starting more and more to uh, give in to the idea that a holiday doesn't have to be on the exact date when everybody else is yeah. celebrating it because I've experienced the freedom and flexibility of calling it a different day and still doing all of the awesome things, yeah. but like you can get cheaper plane tickets. You mm-hmm. can, there's just, just lots of, lots and lots of benefits to planning that intentional time, but maybe not even making it on the day. So it's freed us up yeah. to be able to do some of these cool things for our anniversary and not feel like obligated to travel for actual Thanksgiving to see family. Yeah. And, and to be fair, my family for years were, were doing things on, off days is probably more Christmas than Thanksgiving uh, because, you know, trying to coordinate multiple subgroups of family with aunts and uncles, you know, everybody wants to do their own thing on actual Christmas day. And then a lot of the times even on Christmas Eve. So ended up being further and further out. But, uh, but yeah, that's our experience with uh, what Thanksgiving has kind of become for us. And I am very thankful for my lovely wife, my better half and all the ways, uh, the lovely Miss Amanda. I'm glad that you, you guys could, uh, get to hear from her. You'll probably hear more of her on here, uh, as we go along. Eventually I'd like her to share her story when she's ready to do that, because it is a pretty awesome story. And one I've been glad to uh, be a part of. Amanda, any parting thoughts for our uh, our Idiopod crew? Also, shout out to Amanda, who's been very helpful in the early stages of our basically running our social media and, and showing me how to do things. And uh, I don't know if she'll always be the, the person moving forward. Probably not, but... Uh, Hopefully not. Yes. Uh, pr- I'm going to say not. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, uh, she has been an integral behind the scenes part that has helped us to to launch and launch well. So uh, kudos and, and shout out to her for that. Thanks. Why don't you count it down? Three things you're thankful for Three things this season. I'm thankful for this season. I'll do it if you'll do it. Yes. Okay. So I will start. I am thankful um, for good, uh, you know, because we've been we've moved almost every year since we've been married uh and and we've finally been back here for a little over a year and we're more settled so I'm thankful for having uh a a, a number of good friendships and good uh church relationships I feel like I have a good church family and some good friends that I can call upon now and that has not always been the case uh, the way that we've kind of been moving around to strangers in a foreign land, so to speak. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for having um, uh, a job right now that has been 
uh, very accommodating to my schedule and allowing me uh, to travel, go to Europe for a couple weeks. We're going to Grenada. Uh, We did another trip uh, for a family reunion thing for Amanda in Texas, and all that was approved uh, in the contract, which is super unheard of. I mean, really, I've I've never heard of that in in teaching or or beyond. So thankful for a job that... uh, is very understanding and understands about experiences that are life-giving and wanting to make time for that. So, uh, what else am I thankful for? I'm, I'm honestly thankful for this podcast and for my, for my co-host and buddy Shane Glover, his friendship and, and what, uh, and all the people we've been able to, to sit with and share, share our stories with and them share their stories with us. And, Uh, I'm thankful for the community that we're attempting to build here with this. I do not know where it's going to go. It will probably take different iterations as we move forward, even in probably having some more topical conversations that aren't just sharing stories uh, down the line. We're working on uh, testing the waters with that. Uh, This is kind of a a soft run of of a version of that, a holiday-themed version of that. but I'm thankful for this outlet and uh, the ministry that I see it becoming. So that's awesome. my three. What are your three? This is going to be a personality difference right here. Yes. I'm thankful for our cat, Tizzy. <laughs> who yes. brings much comfort. I, I also am thankful for her. She's a great buffer in our relationship as well. That's true. I am thankful for warm, cozy fall clothes because I finally get to wear sweaters and like warm sweater cardigans again, which I love. I told you those are two of your favorite adjectives, which is why we're burning a candle that's called warm and cozy right now. Yes, I do love to be warm and cozy. (laughs) And I'm thankful for vacations. Yes. I'm very much so looking forward to our upcoming vacation and just the chance to relax. Yes, it's always nice going to presumably warmer weather when it's cold where you live. That's always a nice escape. Yes. And that, friends, is what is bringing us life these days. Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, I like it. Always a step ahead of me, as usual. So yeah, we always end other conversations that way. So, hmm, yeah, it on me. Most people won't understand what that means, but that's okay. Anywho, this has been a the inaugural Thanksgiving special bonus episode of Idiopod. For all things Idiopod, check us out, idiopod.com. Check out our other episodes with our cool guest, Uh, As always, rate, review, subscribe, and we will check you on the flip side. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. (laughs) 